Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Hart Ramsey. And of course, we call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God. And of course, we've got Pastor Hart Ramsey here with us. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I am doing well. Good Lord, there's so much to talk about <laughs> as we are nearing the end of the year and the end of the decade. And Oh my God, we're getting all of that stuff. But first, I want to talk about this book because we we were talking about it before and we didn't really have a chance to go on air and I know we wanted to do that. Uh, this recent book that was released uh, from Robin Crawford, uh, many know her as the longtime manager and best friend of Grammy Award winning singer Whitney Houston. Uh, she released a book and the book is called A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston and it's kind of her first opportunity really in about seven years since the passing of Whitney Houston to actually speak out about their life, about their experiences and uh, the like. What were your thoughts about this? Well, you know what? As a matter of fact, I I saw the book and we did get a chance to uh, to kind of mention that it did come out. I I didn't get a chance to read it or to hear it. I normally would get the audio book. Okay. But what but what I did get I did glean from people who did get a chance to read it and and voice their commentary on it was that it was not a, so much a tell all book but it did reveal some things that many believe should have remained secret. Okay. And so um I think it comes down to my question is the why? Why would she write a book? Why now? Why after Whitney's gone was was it a need for money? Was it, you know, there's so many questions that I would have about it. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. You know, my my understanding from interviews and, you know, ironically, God bless my wonderful wife, who the second we found out this book was coming, she pre-ordered it months ago. <laughs> so when, when the package showed up, we were just like, oh, my goodness. And she like read it in two days or something. Um, the long story short, my understanding is part of the reason she spoke up is because so many other people had been giving a narrative about both Whitney and Robin that weren't necessarily true. Right. And so she sat back and I guess she felt like it's time to finally say something. And so I know there have been those who've had questions like, you know, why would she do it? You know, is it for money? But I think there's the other side which says if you've watched your friend be maligned for so long, how long do you sit back and take that? Right. You know, well, that speaks to this as well. Um. The issue of people becoming so invested and, inv- and involved in stories that have nothing to do with them. Um, wow. Um, not knowing details, um, feeling uh, justified to make comments on things they know little about. Um, it's one thing to read headlines. It's another thing to know the entire story. And so right. um, from that perspective, I believe, yes, uh, um, I believe in owning your story. I believe in in you stepping forward with... with um, crucial uh, light or crucial 
or explanations in certain areas or, or revelations if necessary to show yeah. just to show that the mass media and and the peanut gallery don't really know where they're coming from what they're talking about i think one of the challenges that i have is there was a, there was a suspicion that whitney houston was in some way in this um relationship with robin i think what she did for many was confirm that right right for, well in doing so um it raises a whole lot of questions uh, it depending on your perspective and where you're coming from, it raises a lot of questions about Whitney herself. But, you know, I would like to say this for, for our podcast listeners. I believe that our lives um, are, you know, we will say a person is a good person, a person is a bad person, a person is... And we, we like, what we like are labels, singular labels. We like labels that could categorize people and put them on a shelf and say, this is who this person is. But But if you've lived for any length of time, you know it is not that simple. Right. Uh, life is just not that simple. It's a little bit more complicated than that. We go through seasons. We go through challenges. There are times we don't even know who we are, what we're going, or what we're doing. There are times when, when we have to uh, figure out what we're going through, what we're feeling. We have to figure out. Uh, and, 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 and for the believer, we're speaking, I think, primarily to believers. For the believer, sometimes uh, you will find yourself where, where um, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And if you've ever looked at MMA, we think of wrestling like high school wrestling. But if you've ever looked at like mixed martial arts, the UFC, all this, man, listen, that wrestling thing is no joke. And there's a thing called the ground and pound. That's right. Where, where the enemy will, will get you in, in a, a position. Sometimes he, he will be trying to uh, put you in a submission lock or, or he's, mm -hmm. he, he got you pinned down. He's beating you in the head. And when, he's do, when that is happening by hands of the enemy, what happens to us is sometimes we make decisions. Sometimes we, we, we reach to people or we reach for situations for, uh, for solitude. Of, I mean, for solitude, for solace, for, for right. help, for, for, stabi for stability. And in doing that, we will, we will find ourselves in, in cages that we didn't plan to be in. Um, mm -hmm. I was talking to someone the other day, they wrote me and said, Pastor, I just, I don't know how to explain this. They say, I love the Lord, but from time to time I find myself just, I'll disappear from the church and I, I, I go, I'll do things that I'm ashamed of. I don't understand it. Please help me. And, 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 and the person said, I don't even have the word for it. And I, my response was, do you feel like you're in a cage? And they said, that's the most perfect description I've ever heard for what I experienced. Where the enemy will, in your grappling with the enemy in church, you feel like you're in this he, he makes you feel caged and, and, un, and misunderstood. It makes you feel like if you spend another moment trying to please God, you're going to suffocate. And so wow. you run out of the church or you run away from accountability for the sake of just to get catch a breath. I, I need to breathe. And the enemy right. tells you if, you, if you want to survive this life, you can't stay connected to the things of God. We all go through that. And so what happens is, um, and in those periods, sometimes there will be a person, there'll be a, a, a situation that you'll run through. Some people run to a bar. Some, I had one guy, he would, he would go to the crack house and we had to keep getting him out. Um, I, I say wow. that to say, uh, coming back full circle to the situation with Whitney, is that, we, is that this person, Robin, in my mind, was a safe place for her. Yeah, it was a non-judgmental uh, voice. Um, I, I, I mean, I believe that we all need, at some point in our lives, um, a listening ear that's connected to a non-judgmental heart that means us good. A listening ear that's connected to a non-judgmental heart that means us good. And so, um, in Robin's situation, it brings up for me, Gerard, this thing mm -hmm. that I have been saying for for a dozen years about the difference between a vault and a vending machine. Ooh. The difference is is that in, in um um in a in a in a vending machine, the vending machine has something 
that I want, if I put in the right amount of money, then I will get out of the vending machine what I want. If, if, um, some things cost more than others. And if, if, if right. uh, like if you tell me, Gerard, your, your secrets, if you, if you, if you tell me um, things that the whole world shouldn't know, no one should be able to deposit anything into me and get those secrets out. Right. That makes me a vending machine. A vault, on the other hand, you got to have the combination. And sometimes you may have to have an iris scan or a finger scan. In other words, it takes more than just you get depositing a little bit of change into um, a, a vault to get what's in it out. And I think we all should commit to being vaults as it relates to other people's affairs and other people's businesses. Um, we cannot just uh, uh, violate confidence for the sake of whatever, okay? Right. So in Robin's situation, um, you've just clarified it. That's what I thought. I thought that she was just sharing stuff because she needed something. No, I think what she needed was to clear her name. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Well, to clear her name and to clear Whitney's name to some degree. Explain it to um, me. Talk to me about it. So for, you know, it's, it's so intriguing that there's been so much controversy about Whitney Houston since her passing, in some cases more than even when she was living and there was their own fair share of controversy. I think uh, to what you were saying before, a lot of people have had vested interest in this and I don't really know why other than the infatuation we can have with celebrity. You know, we just feel like because they sing to us, because they preach to us, what have you, we have the right to know the intricacies of their lives, which is not necessarily the case. Right. So, you know, there were these documentaries, these films, all of which came out on one hand portraying Whitney you know, in one light, but they also portrayed, obviously, Robin in another light. Robin was seemingly the enemy. Um, and she wanted to obviously say that that wasn't the case, but also to kind of tell a different story about Whitney. For one, I know when it came to the drug use, many people wanted to blame Bobby Brown for that. Um, she kind of told a bit of a story about how the family was involved in that more so than Bobby Brown. Um, and just adding the perspective of a story or the story of a of someone from the perspective that could be a wee bit more objective perhaps than um the family considering that the family seemed to all be cashing in from these uh books from these movies from these documentaries they all got a piece of that which was very interesting right very very interesting the, now so, that, that's different now in, in one movie was it the the new edition movie where um robin was portrayed as being controlling and demanding is that the, right right it was in that one mm -hmm. so so uh, and and that was the my first time really ever hearing about her and so so quickly i got the impression that this was some fangirl who had gotten close to whitney i didn't realize that they were actually friends yeah, the, the movie friends did, before she was even a star. Right, the movie did not portray that. Now, believe this or not, I had heard some um, early on, and I say I had, I had heard it in when Whitney blasted on the scene as, as this phenom. Her first mm -hmm. record blew everybody's mind. I, back then, I was heavily into my music. Uh, yeah, a piano player, of course, songwriter, and so we were really intrigued by what her first offering. Mm -hmm. And and the story was told about how. Uh, her mom, Sissy, pulled her out of a uh, public school and put her into a Catholic school because she didn't want her corrupted by that influence. Right. But they, but, but what they said also was that when Whitney went to the Catholic school, she was the corrupter. <laughs> she was the one. Isn't that crazy? They <laughs> said Whitney was the one that was turning people out with, with uh, bringing stuff, you know, from the hood. Because I think one point thing that people did not understand is that Whitney actually is from the hood. 
Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, she That's was some proper cool. girl, man. She was she was like, you know, she was raised around music and, and you know that music scene up there in that northeast is a trip. Oh yeah. And so she wasn't this squeaky clean um um debutante that that uh people or the, the actually I'll say Clive Davis had shaped her persona to be. She was actually right. this hood girl that can actually deliver a tune with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And and she could come across really classy on the stage, and and for the most part, I think she Whitney Houston was and is a classy person. But then yes. again, I reiterate that life happens to you, man. And if you don't, if you're not ready for it, if you're not, if you're not, or if your head is not on straight, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. You're gonna make a lot of bad decisions. You're gonna you're gonna get yourself in a jam that is hard to get out of. And in Whitney's case. I don't know the, the actual story. I don't even know if Robin, Robin told about the latter days of, of Whitney's life. I, mm-hmm. I, I'd be interested to know what drove her to that level of, of abuse, of drug abuse, that would find her in a tub full of water. I mean, I just don't even know what, what to make of that. Well, one of the most interesting things about their relationship is uh, Robin, certainly from all the accounts that I'd seen, uh, was somewhat of the stabilizing force for Uh. Whitney. Um, And so what ended up happening was, you know, when Whitney got married, um, ironically, uh, Robin was the maid of honor. Um, So just kind of imagine you know, the person who you have had somewhat of a, a clandestine relationship with, now you are standing up with them at their wedding, um, which has got to feel kind of weird. But then on top of it, at some point, you know, her husband, and, uh, Whitney's husband being Bobby Brown and uh, Robin didn't get along. Right. And so it uh, in, in one documentary, it got to a point where there was an ultimatum ultimately made um, between uh, Robin and uh, Bobby, where Whitney ultimately said, Robin, I'll accept your resignation. Uh, Robin resigned and was gone from Whitney's life, period. Right. So when we got to the end of her life and where things really got crazy, you know, if you think about all that happened with her drug usage, the divorce, et cetera, et cetera, Robin wasn't even in the picture then. So there are many that argue that had Robin still been in the picture, perhaps Whitney might still be with us. Hmm. I wonder if, which is what do you what do you, what do you yeah, make of that? Well, you know, I have a very interesting thought, which is going to be even more interesting for this podcast. But my thought is this: um, you know, there's a lot of talk about people, quote unquote, living their truth, mm-hmm. and um, I will say this: I think that there were a lot of um, a lot of images that Whitney was seemingly forced to portray that may not have been authentic to who she was. Right. Um, whether that be, um, you know, trying to clean up your image for America when you're really from Newark, New Jersey. Right. And no, nothing against anyone in Newark who might be listening. Um, <laughs> but on, yeah, let's just be clear. Listen, New- I on- drove through, listen, let me tell you about it. I drove through uh, Newark, Newark, New Jersey one time and there was actually a sign up this was years ago on a billboard where the governor was asking them to please stop killing each other wow yeah Newark is a tough space I have a lot it's of friends a- from New York uh, I mean Newark and, and their thing was it's you have to be tough to live there in certain that's neighborhoods true. So that's very true very very true stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey 
Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. So there's that, there's the lie that, or the image um, that was uh, perpetrated to everyone that Whitney's parents were together when they were not. Um, and so they carried that image all throughout Whitney's career. Um, there's the hypocrisy of Clive Davis saying, you know, it cannot come out of uh, this potential of a relationship between Whitney and Robin. And then Clive later comes out and says he's, quote unquote, sexually fluid. Right. Which is to say he, you know, digs both men and women. Which is weird. Um, which is which is. You know, so the the, the hypocrisy. So there was just a lot of imagery that Whitney was forced to portray that didn't allow her to really embrace who she was, whatever that was. You know, and that's not necessarily talking about sexual preference as much as it is who are you as a person. Yeah, w- which can be some of the trappings of the entertainment industry um, at large. So here's kind of a larger question. Then the larger question is relative to our, uh, personal relationships, uh, conflicting perhaps with our career choices. How do we handle the tension of those two, particularly if you have some people in your life that could be deemed stabilizing forces, your Robins of sorts, that others may not want you to be connected to? Well, that's a good question. I, I want to go back to this, um, um, if, especially for a believer who's listening to this podcast. You, you, you're saved, but but you struggle, or you saved, but there's still some issues working out, which is the, which is the purpose of, of, of the sanctification process. Right. Um, the, 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 the deception is once I receive Jesus, I'm supposed to be delivered totally. No, you're going to be, you some things you have to be developed out of, some things you have to learn, some things you, you're going to have to bump your head against the wall or against right. the ceiling to understand. And so I want to go back to this thing about, about living your truth. Um, because what, what happens to that, 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 um, language has been kind of uh, commandeered as a justification for wrongdoing and what it speaks of when we talk about living your truth uh, Mm -hmm. being who you are 
your authentic self. There are times that some people can't. Ha- let's let's talk about the young man. I I shared in in the vi- in a, a video I was sharing with Matthew Stevenson at all all, mm-hmm. all nations in in Chicago about a young man who came into my office, who um we felt like he was a little bit too feminine, um walking around the place amidst of uh, the NCC circle. And so the, the elders asked me to have a conversation with him, called him into, into my office, and I was chastising him verbally about him being too feminine when he flipped, when he reaches into his Bible and takes out this picture and flicks it on my desk. And I thought it was, I'm like, who's this woman? I said, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about you. And he said, that was me. Wow. And his truth was that he, when he came to, when he first came among us, he was in the middle of a, a, a sex change, he had committed to the hormone treatment to become a female, a transvestite female. And here's the crazy part about it was, um, um, when we saw him, he was he, the, the man, the person that was sitting in my office was a man, albeit feminine, but that, but his truth was he was coming back from a very dark place. Right. Wow. So, so, so he was living his truth, but the, but we weren't ready for it because in our minds, um, it was not normal. It was not. It's not what we wanted. It did. Here's what. Here's the problem that we were having. We weren't. We we weren't loving him the way he needed to be loved. We we were trying to protect a brand. Wow. And the hypocrisy that comes in that becomes, um, our reality is. Is that even on a, on a whole different levels in different circles? Is that is that people can't live their truth. Because their truth does not fit with the brand of the people they're connected to. So Clive Davis could tell Whitney Houston, um, I don't know what this is about, but you can't do that because it doesn't fit the brand we're trying to portray. And the way we try to portray and sell ourselves and present ourselves sometimes causes us to be hypocrites as it relates to who we actually are. Incidentally, uh, Gerard, I'm working on a book. I'm working on a book called um, um, The Ugly Side of Beauty. And and in this book, chapter one, we talk about living your ugly truth. We, we're talking about accepting and embracing your ugly truth. We define what ugly truth is. And th- this ugly truth is, I have a truth about my life. And here's the problem. Sometimes when, when, when our, our authentic, authentic selves um, become uh, the face of who we are, we lose clientele. We, right. we, 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 lo- we lose, pe- people don't believe in us because the, the problem with a lot of people is they're lying to themselves. So they want you to lie to, they're looking for a hero. Right. They want someone to come and show them, you know, um, um, they, they want they want examples. Thank God for examples. But the bottom line is every person in the earth goes through the same struggle to deal with the same devil. They deal with the same flesh issues. And some some of to varying degrees have control or have ascendancy. That's a big word over their problems. Yeah. But everybody got them. And so this thing about fluidity, um, fluidity is, is not just a sexual term. Fluidity is what happens to us when we when we um um migrate so to speak between the flesh and the spirit that's for christian for uh, christians um and for non-believers where we migrate between maturity and immaturity um lucidity and and uh, lack of clarity i mean fluidity could mean that that i'm just not stable in who i'm supposed to be or who i'm going to be being fluid is a big deal now for for me and for many people that, that listen to the podcast um i have no issue um my sexuality is not challenged with um with the level of fluidity that people say. Well, I'm attracted to this. No, 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 no. I, I am, I am good. I'm singular. I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, if I, I don't, I have no idea what it is to be attracted to the same sex. But that doesn't right. make me better. It makes my challenge different. Right. You right. see what I'm saying? Because the Bible lists uh, um 
homosexuality and same-sex attraction as works of the flesh. In other words, they have to be resisted just like um, uh, fornication, just like lying, just like uh, anger. They have to be resisted. Yeah. Okay, so so um, with that being said, I believe that that yes, it's true. If, if if I'm from Newark, New Jersey, and I come from a certain hood background, and I'm out there trying to pretend to be this um, squeaky clean person, it puts pressure on you. If add to that, add to that, if 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 I had this encounter, and and, and the person in my life that has the most weight happens to be this love interest that's, that 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 uh, people frown upon, that puts more weight. Um, right. The only deliverance that that. It's available to us. The only Savior we have is Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can bring us out of these things. For us to pretend that we're not, man, that's heavy. Yes. And and I believe that, and I don't believe you could trust everyone with your with your uh, your valuables, with with information that that could be uh, damning to you. But I think mm -hmm. that each needs someone. You need to sit down. With, if you don't have friends you could trust with this information, get a therapist and talk it out. If you yes. if your heart is to be a better Christian, get a Christian therapist. So they could mm -hmm. uh, a non judgmental voice that could tell you, uh, here is here's the problem. Here are the perimeters. Here's what I think you could do, um, to become. Uh, a better version of yourself, uh, the version of yourself that God requires. Because what happens to us is what we've done in our society, Gerard, is that is that we've um, we've kind of removed God from the equation and tell told people um, find yourself. But if I find myself outside of the Lord, the self that I find and commit to may be totally offensive to God. Right. I, I know I said a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. That was that was all so good and so necessary so it it leads me to ask this particular question then what would you say to people because you know people uh and we see it on social media all the time have the hardest time uh either finding a friend or keeping a friend you know how do you secure a relationship with somebody who can be trusted man listen i think one of the hardest things that word, man. He's that word, trusted. It's a uh, it's a sticky word. You know, um, sticky word. The hardest thing that something that we're not taught is how to recognize trustworthy qualities. Totally you know what I'm saying? It's like a per how, What makes a person trustworthy? Right. I think a person has to love you, um, supernaturally. Yes. In order to be worthy of your trust. Because because here's the thing, and people say, when a person is not trustworthy, it's not because they have anything against you. It's usually because they have no control of themselves. Oh, that's good. You see what I'm saying? So so it's not yeah. that, that uh, for example, um, if I told this person some, some very sensitive things about myself, can I trust them? Well, it, it depends on how well... Uh, it, it depends on certain things that, that they have going on within themselves. Um, do they value confidence right so so and here's what i've learned for myself people say um, um there are things that i know about my members that my wife don't know right because she'll never know and here's why right because the person confided it in me and i've been betrayed i've had my confidences betrayed before by people mm -hmm. who thought it was it was a it was not um a small thing to take a sensitive delicate and valuable thing that i shared with them and put it out there you got it? Right. So now right. when people share things with me, I, I have I, God has given me, and this is a powerful thing I think you can learn people can learn from, is that God has given me the ability to measure the weight of the information that's been invested with me. 
Yes. And if someone tell me something that's weighty and could be devastating, man, I, I file it in a place where it can't even come up in a conversation. It right. to, to the place to the place where if someone even suggests to me that they have an inkling of an idea of that thing, I, I go, I shut down. And I, and just recently, um, matter of fact, as recent as yesterday, someone made a comment to me of someone that I respect thoroughly made a comment to me about something that was conf um, confided to me and it literally made me angry and I said to the person don't you ever bring that up around me again wow. and the person is like I'm sorry to mean to offend you I said you did not offend me I said but that you're prying into information that you are sure I knew about right for you to come and try to t uh, uh, approach me sideways and try to mm -hmm. and try to figure out the combination to get information out, out, out of this vault, it offends me. I can't trust you because you think that you could play me and be clever and outsmart wow. me into betraying information you have no need to know. Wow. So I think I think when it comes down to finding a friend you can trust, that's a that's a simple uh, sentence, but it, it's loaded. Finding yes. is one word. I don't think you have to find. I, I think when you, if you have to go find a friend, that's a problem. Two wow. is the word friend is is not very well understood, Gerard. A friend, the, read what the Bible says about a friend. A friend loves at all times. A brother, this is a different. A brother is one elevation above a regular friend. A brother is born for adversity. He's not speaking of of, of a, a blood brother. He's talking about a, a brother that's a sibling by choice. This is a friend who's so close to you that he, that this friend decides that your struggle is theirs. They're going to enter in with you. And I'm going right. to tell you something. There's there's loyalty that comes. There's a certain um um. A sense of sight where the person could you don't have to tell the person you're struggling they go look at it they could calculate that if this doesn't happen for that person this doesn't happen for that person things could go left real quickly so let me step in and let me offer myself that level of connectivity and love man I'm gonna tell you something when a person is, is loving you over the top you don't have to worry about them going and betraying you that's right it, it, it's a That's friend. You have to. How do we find a friend that we can trust? There's another thing too. You have. We can have a bunch of friends, but you can't trust them all. That's right. Here's why I suggest right. to somebody. This is crazy. Um, I, I would call her name, but too many people would know her, so I won't, I won't call her name. Just know that she's famous enough where, um, uh, you there's no circle where you could call her name in where people don't know who she is. Okay. So I have this friend, and I was going through this thing, and it was a potential scandal, and my friend called me, and she said to me, she said, "Hey, what's going on?" And I said, why are you asking? What did you hear? And my friend said to me, she said, well, I didn't hear anything. She said, I was in, I was out of the country and I was uh, 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 doing my thing. She, she's on television. She's doing, and here's what she said. She said, um, and I woke up three days in a row praying for you. She said, what's going on? So I wow. said to her, I said, well, you know, um, I said, you sitting down? And she says, is that that bad? I said, yes. And here's what she said to me. Before you say anything else. She says, so that you can trust me, because you say, I know what you're about to tell me is heavy. Let me tell you something about me. And she began to disclose to me some very personal stuff that if I chose to make it public could ruin her. Wow. And, and she said, the reason I'm doing this is because she says, what you're about to share with me. If I ever, she said, I sense in my heart that if I ever betray this, it could be the end of you. She said to make sure that we could, and this is something you need, you got to know something about this person mm -hmm. on the same level of the information that you're about to reveal about yourself. Absolutely. Okay. Now, now some people say, I don't agree with that. It's not spiritual, man. Go argue with your, your, your toothless dentist, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
Yeah, go go argue with your with your fat shadow. I mean, I'm not playing with that. <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying what I'm saying is 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 that trust is a huge thing. And once you release trust, man, if 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 you can trust anybody with anything, that mean that tells me that you are not trustworthy. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That 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 is it's so good. I, I once heard somebody say something very similar in in terms of you know don't connect with somebody who has less to lose than you do. That's that's real, you yeah. know. Um, and and it is real because for whatever reason nowadays people seem to get off on the idea of knowing information about others and you know just releasing it for no reason at all or. Perhaps the reason is money or whatever. Um, and I think that knowing who you can trust and getting into trustworthy relationships becomes important. And the only thing I'll add to that is, you know, <laughs> my 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 test for people is to trust them with something small. Right. See how they handle that. You know what else? You know, Spencer Smith says, if you want to know if a bucket is leaking, just pour a little bit of water. In it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Because you'll you'll know, you know, if if I hear this thing again and it and I knew it was small. And if I hear that, then I know I can't trust that person, you know, with something else. And trust is just we could do a whole series of podcasts on trust because it's the it's one of those things that it'll hurt and damage so many people. And on the other side, it'll secure so many things if you actually have it right um but it, but it is not something that's gained overnight no it's not it's, it's you have to build trust um yeah. I, I think i think as far now this issue of trust is huge because to I mean first it begins with the, with the conversation about trustworthiness we don't talk about it right because 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 if there's not a, a, a hot commodity to to any individual then they're not trustworthy. If a person, if you ask a person, "Are you trustworthy?" and they say, "You know, I never thought about that," then that, that tells you they're not. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because trustworthiness exactly. is something that you have to decide to. You have to be decide to be trustworthy. That's right. You have to decide like it's a big deal to me to sow a seed of being trusted because because I want. Listen, I want people to trust me because I want to be able to trust people. You have to That's you have right. to see it as a part of an equation because if not, then you man. I'm be honest with you, and people be surprised at the, right now, Gerard, at at the people that are close to them who are great human beings, right? But but will from time to time release morsels of information that was confided in them to the wrong people, right? And sometimes you think there's someone out there talking about you, and it's the very person that you say that that person never would. That's the way it works because if they if they've never thought about how trustworthy if they've never graded themselves on a scale of one to whatever as to how trustworthy they are then then more times than not they're not trustworthy at all. Right, right. Oh, good people. Gosh, but don't trust them. Not with your not with your good. Yeah, that's. <laughs> there's a lot to be said for that. <laughs> so we're gonna leave you guys on that morsel. <laughs> 
to chew on because it's it's a lot and as certainly we're looking at new years and all sorts of things this is one of the things to really look at are you trustworthy and do you have trustworthy people in your circle we want to hear from you guys so by all means reach out to us uh and use the hashtags either on course or of course heart to heart that's h-a-r-t the number two h-e-a-r-t and uh let us hear from you we want to hear your thoughts on being trustworthy your thoughts on this or any of our other podcast episodes as well make sure you are subscribing to us uh, on itunes google play and wherever else you get your podcast and join us next time as we get on course with heart ramsey